0: Let's talk now, if you can.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to go.
0: That's perfect. All right. Let's talk, my man.
1: Yo, welcome to My Summer layer. I'm your host, Sammy, resident of the Arconia, Yunnan. If you have watched NBC's This Is Us, or more specifically for this My Summer layer conversation, Hulu's Only, Murders in the Building, You have heard Siddhartha Korsos' music. He is the film and television composer, singer-songwriter, and producer of the critically acclaimed band Goldspot. His other TV credits include Nancy Drew, Love, Victor, Marvel's Runaways, and lots more. Only Murders in the Building is so fun. Basically, Steve Martin and Martin Short are old and thus can only solve Murders in the Building all that crime and all that grit in New York City, and for them, it's limited to their building, which thankfully is stuffed with quirky weirdos. Their madcap antics are joined by Selena Gomez, who does her best to keep the old dudes in line. All of their sleuthing is deftly scored by Siddhartha's music, who I refer to as a sonic character. Like a boomerang, certain themes continue to circle back, and if you listen closely, you will hear clues. I wanted to do some detective work to know how this fantastic soundtrack came together and to connect with an individual who fashioned it. Here's my conversation with the soundtrack and composer of Hulu's Only Murder in the Building. Uh, so you're ready now to talk about the the wacky tenants in uh, the Arconia. Yeah, let's do it. I want to start with this place here because I recognize this is not an official scientific study, but I was searching Twitter and Facebook and there are a number of people discussing only Murders in the Buildings music. Like, it, like that soundtrack truly connected and resonated with people. Are you surprised, or what's the word that you'd use, that a popular TV show which has, like, Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez, and here the music is just as popular as those three? It's like you've almost created a sonic celebrity.
0: Uh, well, I, I think you're very flattering, and um, I, I don't think that... um any piece of music, um, uh, or any soundtrack can be, uh, as big and, um, and, and popular as the combination of Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but I, I am flattered that you think that, and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just honored that the the music is, is, is getting recognized. Um, and, um, you know, when you have performances like the ones we've gotten from, those three, you know, it's the the writing, the music on this show is is an absolute joy.
1: Yeah. So at what point in the production, I just want to get some background on your work, because people tend to uh, obviously know who the actors are. The general public knows who directors are. uh, They kind of got a sense of the writer. Then it gets a little hazy (laughs) after that. So for your work, uh, at what point in the production do you get involved? So those three, as you mentioned, decide they're going to make a TV show where they solve only murders in the building. So at what point in the process do you get the the call on the bat phone and to say, hey, can you create a sonic identity for this TV show?
0: Well, in the case of Only Murders in the Building, um, I had worked with uh, I worked with Dan Fogelman and Jess Rosenthal, um, who are Dan Fogelman created This Is Us. And so he and I have worked together for many years on other projects together. Um, and he's one of the executive producers on Only Murders in the Building. Um early in the process is when I was involved, uh, John Hoffman, the showrunner and I met um, Dan uh, and Jess uh, had introduced me to them and to him and, and, and put my name forward as a potential candidate to do the music. Um, And John and I just hit it off. And I think in a show like this tone is everything. Mm -hmm. And music plays a huge part of that tone, you know? And, and so I think John needed to sort of hear, and sort of Dan and everyone needed to hear what I would do to balance the sort of the 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 drama, the mystery, the comedy, the the sort of um, the magical sort of realism of, of of the show on some level too, and parts. How that would translate into the music, and uh, and so being involved early also helped them see the show. As they were shooting and filming as well, I think it sort of like it it, it, it helped John and the producers and, and our director um, Jamie Babbitt, who directed the first two episodes a lot, and Jamie Jamie directed the last two as well. But um, I, I think that was a very important part of it. So I was involved very early on.
1: And you're that you're so you're hearing music then, I guess, as you read the script obviously, before you're yeah. shooting it, right? So you get the script, and you, I guess, as certain scenes, you can kind of hear certain melodies or music or something in your head, right?
0: Yeah, and so when I hear the music, uh, so when I'm reading a script, I'm, I'm sort of immediately, um, and, and the script, the pilot script, was written by Steve Martin and uh, John Hoffman, and it was really, really just a stunning script. and And so immediately, when you have something that is so evocative already in the, in the screen, in the writing, um, you know, you start sort of hearing ideas in your head. And so I started coming up with some ideas and in my meeting with John, we had a zoom call, uh, in my very first meeting with him. I played him some music, um, over the phone, um, live in the room, uh, mm-hmm. uh on the piano. Um, mm-hmm. and then just playing, playing, some demo ideas and he fell in love immediately and identified one and said, this is our main theme. So.
1: And is there a process of like I guess I don't know what the word is like sonic tinder going on where sometimes a piece of music you've written was intended for one scene, but it works better like as an elevator scene or something like that like does certain Color. music get r- kind of pushed around until it kind of fits at a at the right place,
0: yeah, and I think that comes with the collaboration between editors and um and and me a lot, you know um and the producers, you know because. You know, I started feeding them a lot of music as I was seeing picture. um, And it sort of inspired a whole sort of thing for them, too. I had written this sort of cello-based version of my theme. It's this very sort of driving piece that's like the... It's like, you know, it's this... this, um, very sort of propulsive cello line um, with the, with my main theme sort of over it on bassoon. And I think at that point the producers heard what could be sort of our main sort of mission theme for the show. And yeah, so I would write it for one area and then it would get moved and dropped into other places. And I think that was the beauty of the collaboration is that they saw potential in something I had written for spots that I had not envisioned um and and that's always one of my favorite parts of the process anyway with editors and directors and producers is where the piece of music i wrote for scene a doesn't end up in scene a you know it ends up in scene x or y you know Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's almost like lego blocks right you gotta try and find the right fit
0: yes exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I've heard you talking about in another interview, you're talking about the only murders, the, the primary theme, the main theme you've said, and I'm quoting you. It's just my personality. That only murders piece is exactly my personality. Can you elaborate? What did you mean by that? Um, I don't know. I feel like that
0: piece of music is very me. The main title theme. Um, it sort of has, I, I think I'm a, I, I think I have my personality is, um, I, I, I have sort of, I can be very, I, I can be kind of quirky sometimes. <laughs> um, and, um, and there's also something very dramatic about it at the same time, which I know I can be as well. Um, and there's an emotionality, a melancholy to it. And I think all that together is sort of like who I am as a person. Um, it also has these very sort of like, there is some of those little bit of sort of Eastern influence, Indian influence in the melody, um, in terms of like the, um, the way that it's performed. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I grew up, you know, in India as a kid for a couple of years and my parents are Indian and, and, and so, you know, I grew up listening to old Hindi music. And so there's a little bit of that sort of influence in this as well. So in many ways, it sort of like encapsulates me as a person. Um, and, and then it oddly enough sort of like resonated with the show, you know, the show is equal parts dramatic as it is melancholic, as it is funny, as it is mysterious. Um, and I think that piece covers all of those bases.
1: You have a tone. (laughs) It's what you were saying about the show earlier, right? When you're trying to detect the tone of the show, you as a creative person, you have your own tone is kind of what you're saying.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's, and it's also nice too, you know, it's very rare that like, you know, you get hired sort of on a show, um, you get hired on a show to sort of, you know, serve the sort of the vision of the director and the writer, uh, the showrunner. And, um, and, and sometimes there's that magical balance where you, you are brought on to serve that need, but they also want you to be you. And that's a very empowering thing as a composer too, you know, where someone says, you know what, you're an artist as well. Mm-hmm. And, and, We want to hear, you know, we want to hear your artistry in our project. What would you do? What do you feel? How would you convey the emotions of these scenes in your vernacular? And that's a very cool thing to feel. And that's how I feel on this show. It's a very inspired, inspired way of working.
1: I want to stick with that inspired way of working because, the The main title for Only Murders in the Building, it opens with a really unique drum pattern. But it's not yeah. drums, is it? No. Yeah, so for anybody that's kind of outside of New York City, can you explain what that iconic sound is? Because that's kind of that collaboration that you're talking about.
0: Yeah, you know, when, we, when I turned in sort of my early drafts of the theme, you know, I, I had this very sort of like, um, you know, the basic changes were, you know, like, um, so I basically gave them you know and I was I sang I was like
1: I mean
0: that was a basic sort of a early demo idea yeah and then so cool the producer said, "How do we make it more New York?" And um, and after thinking about it, um, I was just sort of figuring out how do we produce this the right way. And then my assistant Alan and I were talking, and and there was a drummer that I really wanted to bring on to sort of play percussion for us, named James McAllister, who plays with the National and Sufjan Stevens, and he's played with me and my band as well, and I and um, and performed with me, and I just love his feel and so we sort of said hey why don't we get James to play Home Depot buckets and the thinking <laughs> behind that was that in the Arconia you know you have a mix of sort of the wealth you have mix, you have a mix of people that live there there, there are people that are wealthy there are people that are um you know, paying uh, an insane amount of money to to live in that building and their rent, um, or the or 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 their you know their you know whatever they have to pay to live in that building is very expensive. And there's other people who may be uh, rent controlled, you know, who aren't paying as much and who can afford to be there. And so it sort of made me think that New York is a mix of. Um, Of all sorts of different walks of life, and 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 what if we sort of uh, brought the sounds of like um, a subway station um, into the music, or you know, it's conceivable that there would be a a, a, you know a a street performer begging for money uh, performing in in the subway Mm -hmm. on Home Depot buckets, you know. And so, I think um, finding a way to bring in the sort of socioeconomic a diversity of the city into the music uh felt appropriate and so then james got a bunch of home depot buckets and jammed along to the main title theme and it just all of a sudden it just started coming that felt like that was like the little the rhythmic sort of glue that we needed and then it just as you hear it, it becomes a thing where like before the main title starts, sometimes I'll begin with just James's drums, the Home Depot buckets. You'll hear that with just sort of me bouncing on the piano a little bit. And um, but the producers heard that and instantly loved it. And they said, that's that's it. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you hear on the main title.
1: Yeah, so I want to keep going with the way you kind of sprinkle these influences like New York City. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of uh, India and your background there. I want to talk about voice because... In some of your music, uh, you don't do just obviously Only "Murders in the Buildings, but like you do This Is Us, uh, Jack's theme, for example. Like you use yeah. the human voice almost like hot sauce, right, to enhance the flavor of the music. And I wanted to know, like, because you were in an acapella band in college, uh, Off off the Beat, I think it was called. So th- Yes,
0: correct. <laughs>
1: yeah. So did that impact your relationship with the human voice and what it could do or what it could become?
0: Well, I grew up singing as my first instrument, you know, and, um, and, and so I've, the voice has always been sort of like my main instrument. I was in a band, still am singer songwriter of the band. So I sing there. Um, and so much of the way I conceive of melody comes with me sort of humming along with stuff like I just did for you on the main title theme. So, um, I think there's an there's an interesting emotionality that gets added with the human voice as well that you can't ever get with any other instrument, no matter how lyrical the violin may be or the cello may be. It, it never will be as sort of um, as evocative as the human voice. Um, it's different. You know, it's beautiful in different ways The violin and cellos are I love them, obviously. We use them all over the score, but um, it, there's something very different about the human voice. There's an emotional sort of weight that it carries um and and so I think the producers I've worked with like Dan Fogelman on This Is Us and on Only Murders as well I know John responded a lot to my vocals um and Dan has as well and so they kind of almost expect me to use it now <laughs> um, and they like when I use it um, because I can also manipulate my voice in different ways that I can't really do with any other instrument you know um it, it's just a very sort of um, I, I think just with how much i've sung my whole life and all the training i have in sort of indian music as well as western music um I, I i can do runs with my voice or i can do portamento sort of slides with my voice in very expressive ways that i just can't get out of any other instrument sometimes and so um and so it feels very lyrical to do that and it and, it, and it's um and, and so that's why we use it
1: you mentioned the band, Gold Spot. Does your approach change then when you obviously have to sit down and write music for This Is Us or Only Mirrors in the Building versus like, I don't know, just creating a song out of nothing? Like, does your approach change or are you still just, you're just basically trying to disrupt the silence as much as possible and create something beautiful? Because in both cases, I'm sure you're aware of the audience and you want to connect with the audience. But does your creative process change at all?
0: Um, You know, I think my creative process is is always sort of steeped in melody, no matter what. And and for me, you know, the, I, I have, I'm always searching for what sort of combination of notes in a melody best sort of capture the essence of a show or film or song. Um, and so in that sense, there is a lot of overlap um, obviously composing for tv and film isn't you know isn't the music structure isn't sort of um isn't isn't your standard sort of pop song formula you know of of a verse a pre-chorus a chorus um Three you know sometimes minutes. a bridge sometimes a bridge yeah so it varies in that sense and so it, it, it it's it's all very different but i think the sort of the common thread between writing songs and writing score is that ultimately you want to have a hook, I think. Um, And, and just like in a song, you know, you return to that chorus over and over again as the thing. And that's the thing that, that people oftentimes end up humming to themselves after they finish listening to your song Um, in score I'm sort of, I'm very old school in my, in the way I approach score and that I love having sort of themes. I love having themes that we can come back to over and over again. There, 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 sometimes there can be one theme. Sometimes there can be multiple themes on only murders. We clearly have one central theme, but then there's also two or three others that are, that are, that I, that I apply as well. But I think when you have thematic consistency, in either a song or a score, it, it helps sort of unify the story in a different way, um, and and glue characters together and different storylines together. Um, and I think that thread is very important and becomes a very useful st- uh, storytelling, a very useful storytelling tool.
1: Yeah, because we saw that in Only Murders in the Building because initially the three of them, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, they didn't know each other. Uh, or at least the the two older gentlemen kind of knew each other vaguely, but they didn't know each other. So they were only basically more or less connected by the fact they live in the building and by the soundtrack.
0: Yes, right. And I think that's a very sort of if you notice, um, I have you know that that sort of melodic line that that line comes in over all the characters at various points you know it, it if it, it if one of them notices something or makes an observation or a discovery about the mystery you'll hear that melody come in doesn't matter who it is um so in a way it sort of binds them together that they have a shared purpose in the show
1: like this purpose and this focus that you're talking about and you're like your hunt uh for melodies and hooks like there's a scene that recently went viral from the uh, Get Back, the Beatles documentary that's on Disney Plus.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Where uh Paul McCartney's writing on the, the bass and he's just kind of like just strumming along and there's nothing really kind of happening. George is in the corner there yawning and then suddenly the yeah. opening chords for Get Back uh, magically <laughs> appear and it's kind of like a visual uh I guess moment of a flow state. And we've seen that kind of like with Michael Jordan, the way he would kind of get into a flow state and just kind of like make shot after shot after shot and like win the game or win the series. Is that something that you as well as a creative person who kind of deals with music, like, is that something you can kind of consciously turn on and off or is that just, you, they're just, you just wait for that magic to kind of just appear like Paul McCartney. Um,
0: well, I'm very flattered that you're putting those, those icons in this this conversation. Um, I, I very much sort of like i kind of i'm very much sort of like um, speak from my sort of instinct and gut and um, and i and and you know there have been often oftentimes like the best things I've ever written were things that I had written in like three minutes all of a sudden you know where something came into my head I picked up my guitar I, I pushed record on some device whether it was a tape recorder when I was younger or whether it's like a you know, a, 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 an app on my on my phone now, um, where I capture what I've got very quickly, so I don't lose it. And oftentimes, there is like a stream of consciousness thing that happens with melody and changes and music, and I, it all flows out like literally at the same time. And it's the piece of music is done in you know three minutes, mm-hmm. and then I then I spend months trying to make that as good as possible. <laughs> so, um, you know, but I, I think that is really how I oftentimes work. I mean, it's a balance, you know, sometimes, I mean, I'm very lucky that I get to work on projects of this caliber, you know, um, Only Murders in the Building um, is, is, is such an extraordinarily artful and original and risk-taking show That when you feel like there are no sort of like boundaries and you feel like there's no ceiling, you can kind of do what you want to do. It's very empowering and then it makes you sort of like do great work. I mean, it's just it is a formula for it's a formula for 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 doing sort of like interesting original work. You know, this show is is set up for that.
1: Yeah. And they started shooting the second season. Have you started working at all on the second season sonically?
0: Yeah, as we were talking just now, I just got an email with some scenes from the first couple episodes, so I'm excited to start working today on it.
1: Okay, so (laughs) we're done. I will let you go work on that uh, second season of Only Murders in the Building. Are you going to see the the score with any clues at all uh, to give the audience Uh, a little heads up?
0: uh i don't know there were clues in season one mm-hmm. so um i i I, uh, I i can't say for sure yet let me see what this picture looks like and and maybe we can touch base again at the end of the season and i'll tell you if there were any clues
1: <laughs> all right uh thank you so much okay. uh i know i took a bit of your time uh but thank you no for- you
0: were very you were. thank you for all your interesting questions and um and and, and i really really appreciate your time so thanks sammy
1: Yo, that was Siddhartha Kosla, and I'm Sammy, host of My Summer Lair. As he and I talk, Season 2 of Only Murders in the Building is being shot right now. Expect that soon. In America, you can check it out on Hulu. In Canada, the TV show is on Disney+. Plus. It's so dope it got to Season 2. These things are not always guaranteed, even with star power. And honestly, how much fun is that show, right? Like, did you figure out who the killer was in Season 1? Did Siddhartha seeding the soundtrack with clues, did that help you out? Let me know if you got a favorite TV show soundtrack or a favorite TV show theme. My Summer Layer for all three. My Summer Layer for IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Let me know if you got a favorite TV show soundtrack or a favorite TV show theme. Shout out to the streets of San Francisco. You know that theme? What? Uh, Theme from SWAT. That's another one that's tight. Let me know what you think. Thank you so much for taking the time and pushing play and listening to me in a Hulu world. Steve Martin, yo.